0: Hey guys, this is your host Nitin Binhani and a very warm welcome to my startup podcast channel Jazai Audio, where we share real stories with real learnings. My guest in today's podcast is Shweta Rao. Shweta is a prolific angel investor associated with White Ventures Singapore. She is also a member of XA Network. Your Story rated Shweta as amongst the top 10 angel investors in 2020 and Shweta carries a diversified portfolio of over 30 plus startups wherein the some of the notable investments are like Kata Cred, Neobank and others. And in this podcast, Shweta will be sharing great insights from the perspective of a prolific angel investor. So, let's welcome today's special guest. Hi Shweta, welcome to Jazair Audio and thank you for talking to us.
1: Thanks Nitin, thanks for having me here.
0: So, it's often said when you're raising pre-seed or seed round, an angel investor is a better option than an early stage VC. Why is that so?
1: So I, I do believe that at seed stage, um, angels play a big role. And because at the seed stage, you just don't need money, but you need a lot more than, you know, somebody who can guide you through that startup journey, somebody who can open up their network, who can open up that connection, who can actually talk to you. And, you know, whenever you need some help, uh, you have somebody to, you know, call them up. So, you know, early stage vc's uh, typically would also be a great help but you know they may not uh, typically have time which you would want from your investor uh, so i think that is a very important thing to get uh, angel investor at that stage and i think it's very very critical for the success of your startup
0: so how do a first time founder identify and connect to their prospective investors
1: many ways actually if you're building a startup then typically you would go through your story you will read the end tracker you will read all those and you know which are the investors or the early stage vcs who typically invest and in their, their stage right so first of all is you need to have that homework ready you have to list of angels you have to list of vcs within that also if you typically find the pattern you would know that some from the angel perspective some angels are sector agnostic but you will see a pattern that you know i mean you can always go to traction or a crunch database right to see they are investing more into EdTech or a FinTech or a SaaS or uh, early stage VC uh, typically are more structured, so you typically know their thesis and what they are investing. So one is first you go through that, create your list. I think best way to approach uh, anyone is uh, to referral. Find out if you know somebody who knows them and go through referral. I think that's the fastest way. Uh, LinkedIn works, email works, uh, and I've seen founders reaching to me in a different, different platform in different, different way. It could be Twitter. I think the Twitter is still not exploited enough to reach out to VC, but you know, I've always responded to somebody who uh, writes me on Twitter because LinkedIn, I get so many more messages, right? I might get thousand messages on LinkedIn, whereas Twitter is still three, four. So, you know, I would, I tend to see it. So it could be that. So just be creative, but do your homework. I think that's important.
0: And getting a lead investor is really hard. You know, what is the strategy that founders can adopt to get a lead investor ASAP?
1: So I feel, you know, founders should uh, do their homework. They should make it really fast and strategize it. Uh, You should approach someone like investor who who are in the similar sector or who understands what you're trying to do uh, and if you do your homework you would know that you know let's say if you're doing an edtech startup then you know that Gaurav is investing in a lot of edtechs so maybe you want to actually approach uh, Gaurav or if you're doing a fintech GTN is investing so much into a fintech so you know you might want to invest talk to them so you know you need to plan in such a way to approach that you know first you go and talk to someone who has experience in that particular sector and who's been investing i think that's the best way to approach uh, your quick lead investor as a, from the angel side especially
0: so how do you assess and shortlist an early stage startup for investment
1: simple answer is founder 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 at that stage uh, but when i say uh, Founder meaning it's a very broad right. So it's basically what problem they are solving, right? And is there really a problem which needs to be solved? So once you are convinced that yes, this problem needs to be solved, and then when you talk to a founder, you want to understand how this startup is personally aligned to their personal goal. And I give a lot of importance to that because uh, startup journey is pretty long journey. It could be very lonely journey. So I mean, you will see a lot of good days and bad days to go through all You should be personally invested. There should be something which is motivating you or driving you for the problem which you are solving for. So I try and you know figure that out in my conversation that why a founder wants to do a startup. And once I think I'm convinced with that, and then obviously there are other things which obviously would come is that uh, whether they have product market fit as yet. If not, uh, if the problem gets solved, is there really a big TAM for it? And then is there a monetization opportunity for the same? The startup. I think these are the things which go on my head uh, when I shortlist a startup, especially the early stage ones.
0: What would be your advice to those bootstrap founders that suffer from a high burn rate?
1: Personally, I feel there could be many things which can be done. You have to be very cognizant of how much uh, is your burn and how much your expenses are. Like now everything can be done on Zoom. You may not really need an office. So, you know, that could be an expense which can cut off. Let's say you are a D2C brand. Many times I feel that uh, a startup should understand that target customer very well and if you know that many things get solved so what i mean by that is if you know who's your target customer really well and it's not too broad all your ad spends all your target marketing how you want to approach those customers will become so focused that just by default you will save a lot of money there could be so many creative ways right like it's d 2 d2c brand you don't really need to have a lot of facebook and instagram ads only you could do a very very targeted ads for Instagram or a Facebook audience with that you can have your own channels and you know you can communicate the messages right that does not take any money right but you need to learn those things and so I think bootstrap Founders should look at all those things where they can save money. Many times I feel that, you know, there is always a scope where you can save money. So I think that's what they should be doing it. I like uh, people who bootstrap for a bit because that also indicates their passion, their belief in what they're doing. So it really is a positive thing.
0: Could you recall any elevator pitch that really wowed you and, you know, as a result you invested in them?
1: So one elevator pitch uh, which comes to my mind is Zemio. So I was in this fintech pitch session which was organized by PwC and there were like seven minutes given to each founder or a startup to pitch. And what worked for me in Zimio, and which actually led into investment into Zimio, was uh, when founder came in, it was very Clearly, he defined what is his offering. So, Zemu is a HR tech, uh, fintech kind of a product. And so, apart from being a payroll, they also offer a lot of these financial products. And that's what was the pitch was about and how they are going to launch new financial products which can be used by these people uh, who are already using this app for payroll purposes and other HR tech purposes. Uh, so why it works is uh, he also mentioned which was very important for me is that uh, he said that people don't have to remember me and I'll get discovered every day by them because every day when they come into the office, they are going to tap through my app and uh, so whatever uh, financial product I want to show it to them or to sell them. They will be able to see it every day. Now that is a very, very important thing to you know for any product offering that how you can become discoverable and how smoothly it whole processes. So as an elevator pitch, pitch I always think that um, one has to focus really on what is offering. Why will consumer make notice of you? how will you become discoverable? And uh, how will you make it so frictionless and easy for the consumer? And if you can manage to communicate and articulate these things very clearly, it will lead to the next round of conversation. So yeah, focus on those things.
0: So would you like to share any of your uh, investment success story?
1: So investment success stories, there are few, but I think bank open um, is one of them. And uh, the reason for investing into bank open was clearly that uh, founder and founder market fit and uh, what we call it, uh, like the passion in the founder to you know, solve a certain problem. So uh, bank open is a uh, semi bank. Solution, and um, if you look at uh, so, of course, I knew Anish much before he founded Bank Open. And I've seen his work, uh, the kind of industry insights he has. And he has worked, he had like 10 years of uh, fintech experience before actually uh, doing his, this must be what I think third or fourth startup. And he's done a lot of startups and I've understood the industry pretty well. So, you know, typically what happens is uh, you want to understand the founder, how passionate founder is. And as I mentioned earlier as well, that, why, you know, running this startup is, uh, how is it aligned with their personal journey, right? So that's how you decide on early stage uh, investments. And Bank Open, uh, when Anish spoke to us about uh, Bank Open and the whole idea, uh, the kind of insights which he had about the SME, new banks, and what's current bank offering and how SME is uh, really neglected, um, that insight was very very useful right because if you are a retail consumer of a bank and uh, most of the bank uh, had some good um, in 2017-2016 it had a good uh, retail banking apps and all the features were available so you wouldn't know really that you know if you have not say me that uh, what all things you need what features you need and which is not available or offered by bank so the insight which founder had played a very important role. So of course the first thing obviously how the founder is, the passionate he is, and what kind of insight the founder has, and that whole things come together when you're doing an investment. Uh, so yeah, that's what uh, led to investment into Bank Open
0: finally do you also take a lead investor position
1: yeah one is uh, the multiple things right because I have my own network so when I'm investing there could be many more people I can bring it on and also I'm part of the scouts and um, I know some, so you know I can create that pool which typically early stage startup would require so I lead many times and I also run syndicates, so you know if anything is needed so yeah
0: so with this, we have reached at the end of this podcast. Shweta, it was a pleasure to have you on Jazair and thank you so much for sharing great insights with us.
1: Thanks, thanks Nitin. It was wonderful talking to you.
0: Hey guys, I'm extremely thrilled to share that Jazair is now the official AWS Activate provider. It essentially means that your startup can now qualify up to $1,000 worth of free AWS cloud credits as well as one year of free business support. So to know more about the qualifying criteria, please visit the URL bit.ly slash JASAWS. Lastly, I want to thank all the listeners who took their valuable time to listen to this podcast. Keep rocking, be safe, and don't forget to share.